0: JD talking Sports. It is Sunday, September 10th, 2017. I was going to do a podcast for Saturday, and I was watching the games, Then I just watched a fight. Notre Dame loses at home to Georgia. Kirby Smart on the sack at the end of the game that clinched the victory. He was slapping his guy in the head, and then they had some crazy-ass... Shoulder pads that the defensive player gets looked like a little Mad Max done by a kid who went to Toys R Us. Wasn't that pleasant looking. But hey, and freaking Oklahoma blew out the guys. 31-16. It was 3-3 at the half. 28 second half points. It was actually I think he had his 10-10 at one point. And I'll tell you, Baker Mayfield, he had one hell of a game. And then at the end of the game, now I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think that's very good sportsmanship. But Baker Mayfield literally plants the flag in the middle of the horseshoe, which I think is disrespectful. You know what? But I guess he was all pumped up after, you know, his EWI and getting drunk and all that shit off season. He's like, you know what? I'm going to be a tough guy here and I'm going to do this. But I'll tell you, Ohio State's not going to forget that shit. And I'll tell you, it's going to come back and bite them in the freaking ass. That's a, that's that's all I got to say in that front. Now, Chris Ash, I I hope that one day he gets Rutgers back to the days of Greg Schiano and and past that, and then brings it to another level. But you lose sixteen to thirteen to Eastern Michigan, who would never beat beaten a team from the Power Five Conference. I think they were zero thirty nine against teams in the. FBS conferences, never won biggest win in their con, in their uh, program's history. You can't lose that game. I remember it was 16-13, and then he threw what should have been a pick six at the end of the game with the kid from the transfer from Louisville. And I switched it off. I went to go. I was like, it's over. Well, it ends up Eastern Michigan misses a field goal. They go down, and then he tries to get uh, Boyd, right? That's his name, Boyd? Boyd tried to get the the ball off, tried to pass it, but his knee went down before he threw the ball, and they had no timeouts left, and that was the freaking ball game. Ugly, ugly, ugly loss. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't lose. You can't. Boise State and Washington State are 10-10 at the half. Can't lose a game like that. Hey, I was, I was impressed. TCU, I know Arkansas, I, I thought that'd be a tough game for TCU. blew out freaking Arkansas. Penn State beat Pittsburgh. And James Franklin, what, they threw some shade because they had lost last year, and he said that um, it was no bigger win than the win over Akron last week. You know, I was like, dude, okay, whatever. You know, if it gets through the day, then it gets through the day. And more power to you. Yeah, I was trying to look up the – yeah. they lost I'm sorry Bolin I said Boyd Bolin 17-37 Buck 98 Two interceptions You know what Now they play Morgan State next week Who They should beat Should beat I don't know if that's going to happen But they should beat They should beat them I don't think it's going to happen but, and and I wanted to see Howard was playing today. Oh yeah, I didn't want to see, I didn't want to, I wanted to see all, Howard played today and they were losing by 14 after that upset at UNLV. You know, you knew that wasn't going to happen two weeks in a row. And I was curious, Army and Navy both won today. I love when Army and Navy both win. Ooh, and Jacksonville State was actually beating Georgia Tech early, and then they lost by 27. I was like, I was watching a little bit of that game. Yeah, Alabama blew out Fresno State, but we didn't think. I didn't think. Hey, Texas got the first win. Herman, thank God. You beat San Jose State 56 nothing. My cousin Hal must be ecstatic. Well, not really, because if you're supposed to win those type of games. And freaking Syracuse lost 30-23 to Middle Tennessee State, and they said they were going to have a pretty good year this year. That's a bad, bad loss. Bad loss. Yeah, Howard lost to Kent State 38 31. But I got to check out my boys. Yeah, like my boy. Like, like, ooh. Mr. Newton. I want to say his name right. Kalen Newton threw for 225 on only nine passes, a touch and interception, 34 on the ground. But listen, listen, I don't even care. North Carolina was playing. Playing freaking Louisville, tough, very tough. They were up, they were down at the half. They were down 20 to 14 at the half. They were up 34 27 at the end of three. I'm sorry, no, no wait, they were 27. They were 28 to 27 at the end of three. And they get blown out 27 and fourth. But this is the thing. Listen to these stats, man. Lamar Jackson throws for a buck, for 393, three touchdowns. And on the ground, he has another freaking 130, I think, 132 on the ground. 5 to 25 yards, six touchdowns on the goddamn day. Six touchdowns. And Carolina's now 0-2. It's going to be an ugly year, man. It's going to be an ugly year. I'll tell you. I mean, you can't give up. What the game? 35 last week, 47 this week. What's that? 82. Yeah, that's, that's not good at all. That's not good at all. Can't give up 82 points the first two games of the season. And they haven't even, you know, that was the first conference game. Ugly. Okay. Now, Sloan Stevens was playing Madison Keys today. And I taped it for my mom. And I said, you know, I'll watch it when she comes home. Well, I get a goddamn update and I see that Sloan Stevens won. So we watched the whole match. I didn't say where my mom. Basically, Sloan Stevens won the last nine games. Unforced errors was off the charts for, for for keys. Off the charts. Sloan Stevens played a hell of a match freaking and after the match she got the check for three point seven million. Three point seven million. And she was like, Oh my god. Wow. She was like, Wow. Like And very well spoken. They had a beautiful moment at the at the net where they were hugging each other. You could see Madison Keys was crying. They're friends. And even after the match, they were sitting there talking to each other like two best friends. It was awesome to watch. It was freaking awesome. And I really enjoyed it. I'll tell you. You know what? I know Serena didn't play. I know Verena. Venus, Venus lost to Stevens. Stevens, both of them. I, I love I how the future looks for tennis for the women. Much better than the men they had a stupid goddamn moment where Pam Stryer was talking to Billie Jean King, which I think is fine, but it went on for way too long. It should, the match should be about the freaking tennis, and I don't need to hear that what's-her-name, who's playing her in the movie from La La Land, Emma Stone, she said, like, the greatest actor, the number one actress in the world. What do you mean the number one? Because she won the Oscar? The number one actress in the world. When you think of great actresses, you think of Emma Stone. Are you fucking kidding me? Now I bet she'll do a great job in the role. But are you fucking kidding me? I was like, are you serious? And I saw a movie today, Bushwick, with David Batista, which was like Red Dawn and Bushwick, where Texas seeds from the Union, and it was kind of like you know World War Three, which I guess with Bush, I mean with Trump and all that that you know they're talking like all this could happen. And it was a pretty good movie. Britney Snow was in it. She was playing a college girl, they said a 20-year-old, I looked her up, she's 31, but pretty good movie, man, and you know, it ends not how you expect, it's not this happy-go-lucky movie, it kind of just ends, and you're like, oh, what the fuck, but it was interesting, shot with a lot of handheld kind of stuff, looked like a low-budget indie, you know, give it a shot, and then I watched The Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis tonight, and it fucking sucked, it sucked, it really sucked. And you know what, it wasn't, he. he's a genius, I'll say he's a genius, but it was not the, my type of, you know what, it was f- humor that wasn't, He's. you know, I, I understand where they talk about his genius and all that creativity and how he did all this stuff, but it just, the movie dragged like a motherfucker, I mean, just dragged, and we fast forward a little bit, and I just wanted the thing over, I just wanted, and I was going to tell him, let's watch Baywatch tonight, I wanted to see Baywatch with The Rock, but we watched that instead, I mean, tomorrow I got the Jets, I got to see, I want to see the Giants-Cowboys, and we got Seattle, Green Bay, and the men's final, where I think Rafa's going to beat him in three sets. Anderson is what the lowest seed in the last since the since the Grand Slam was started in '73 or something. Lowest seed, what's he? Thirtieth, thirtieth seed made the final. I don't think he's going to be close. And then it'd be amazing if he shocks the world, but I don't think it's going to happen. Not the way that I saw Rafa play last match. But Sloan Stevens, man, congrats. What a freaking match. I mean, it was amazing. Yankees today were down one nothing, Scored three runs in the last two innings. Chapman comes in and closes out like he's supposed to in the ninth inning. Yankees, hey, they needed the win. The Indians won their 17th straight. I don't know how the Sox did. I want to see the Sox win or lose. I want to see this movie American Assassin. It looks freaking awesome. Mets won their fourth straight. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, Dodgers are losing again. Wow, Dodgers are playing like shit. Red Sox won. That means the Yankees are still... Are the Yankees, I think the Yankees are four and a half out. Let me see right now. Yankees, four and a half out. But in the wild card, they are two and a half up on Minnesota, which is good. Arizona is five and a half up on Colorado. How about that? And division... They if they lose today, the Cubs only three up on Milwaukee yet. Dodgers ten and a half up. I remember they were freaking I, I love that freaking Washington's up twenty four in the Mets. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Crazy train, right? Crazy, crazy train. Yeah, you know, I don't I'm not crazy about Baker Mayfield, uh, Doing all that stuff, yeah. Now, Elliott supposedly might get an injunction that he could play this whole season, but then if Goodell places on the exempt list, he'd have to get another injunction, which would keep him from playing. But it's controversial because... He's put on paid suspension. He receives paychecks, but is denied the chance to work in most workplaces. That this type of punishment is referred to as administrative leave. And if he tries to do that, the, uh, Ellie, the and the Players Association, Players Association, will immediately um, seek an injunction from Judge Mazant. Who, yeah, and there's all this other stuff. But the, you know, the NFL will appeal, and the NFL does well in appeals as is done with everybody else. Especially with Brady, that's why I think they'll suspend him this year, and then the next year it'll be when it we, you know, I don't know. I think long term, what is it going to do? I'm curious to see how this is going to play out. I guess we'll see. It gives me a headache reading all that stuff. I'm just like, okay, well, it didn't work with Brady, so how's it going to work any better with Elliot? Brandon Nimmo, hey, going, going to Friday. He was hitting 333. He's going to Friday. 333, three home runs, 11 RBIs, eight runs scored in the past 13 games. That's going to be good for next season. I'll tell you, you know what? I, Yankees do the same thing as the goddamn Mets did. Yeah, Anderson, the world number two, is the lowest-ranked U.S. Open finalist since the inception of the ATP rankings in seventy three. Yeah, they're saying that this year is a boom for women, this U.S. Open, and a bust for the men. And Travis uh, Teheron, 20-year-old rookie, hit his first major league home run last night. And the Mets have won 17 of 19 against the Reds, including eight straight at Citi Field. Also, the Mets lead the National League in home runs. Not bad. Reyes hit two home runs on Friday night. And Reyes, listen to this, the 13th player in franchise history to hit 100 home runs in a Mets uniform. And the Patriots Thursday night, 411 yards on first downs alone. Last season, according to Sports sport Radar, opponents averaged only 169 yards on first downs against New England. 411. That is a rough, rough night. And Alex Smith threw for three hundred four touchdowns. He's been playing since 2005. This was his second highest career yardage total ever. Last season, he did not throw for more than two touchdowns in a single game. And it hadn't thrown four since 2013. That's a, that's a good game, right? Also, he threw 75 and 78 yard touchdown passes, the third and fourth longest of his career. Both passes traveled more than 30 yards, according to Sport Radar. And, you know, he's not thorn- known for throwing deep passes. And his 246 yards, uh, Kareem Hunt, surpassed last season only three times by any player. And the Patriots were 14-1 in home openers in Gillette Stadium and 4-0 in season openers the year after a Super Bowl win. And Belichick was saying, hey, we didn't do anything right. And Brady completed 44% of his passes. The last time he completed fewer than 50% of his passes was 2013. Yikes. Yikes. And, I don't know, Madison Key's dad... I'm sorry, Sloan Stevens' dad was John Stevens, died in 2009 uh, running in a one-car accident on a road he knew in Louisiana. Now, I'm not going to fault the guy, but I think he had seven kids or nine kids with seven different women, something astronomical. But she, her her mother was a D1 All-American swimmer, and she was told, that's what she said today, that Sloan Stevens was told that when she went to the tennis academy at 10, the guy said, she, would, she might be able to get a Division two scholarship. And she told everybody out there with their kids who told, you know, hey, don't, don't do this. She said, don't ever give up. And I, I loved what she said. But her dad was a Rookie of the Year in 19, yeah. Yeah, she was the first African-American to become, Sybil Smith, first African-American uh, to become an All-American swimmer at the NCAA D1 level. Yeah, he had nine other children by seven other women making it, yeah, they said hard to keep birthday appointments. But he had a hell of a football career. So in 88, he played only 12 games, rushed for 1,168 yards, won AFC Rookie of the Year when he's voted to the Pro Bowl. His coach said, this is a guy who played against Jim Brown said, that Stevens was the best athlete I ever laid eyes on. And this was a guy, he said, Jim Brown was the greatest I ever I've ever seen – John Stevens had the same physical ability, though. Power, speed, that combination. All of it. Amazing athlete. This guy had everything. Now, he benched two uh, you know, at the combine. You know, this is uh the draft 250 20 times, ran a four four forty, six six, six foot two twenty. They said he had muscles everywhere. Now he went, was the second running back taken and went ahead of Craig Ironhead to Hayward, who finished fifth in the Heisman uh voting. Every b- part of his body had a muscle, said Odessa Turner, a Northwestern State teammate who played seven years in NFL. When I first saw him, I thought he was a linebacker. He was that ripped. The boy was something. When somebody had to tackle him, somebody was in trouble. He ran with such anger and force like somebody was trying to take his last drink of water. You know, and no one gave him... He, he was uh, from Springfield, about a half, a half tank of gas from Shreveport and resting on the Arkansas border. Never knew his biological father who was stabbed to death with an ice pick in jail. After an injury to the starting running back his junior year, he made the switch, and his first touchdown covered 99 yards. And he broke in Northwestern State the record of Joe Delaney, the former Chiefs running back and non-swimmer who died honorably trying to save a boy from drowning. I remember reading that story. That's whose record he broke. Now, the thing that changed him in a game week seven was second year. He found a hole and broke into the secondary. Jeff Fuller and Ronnie Latt were waiting for him. There was a collision. He got up. Fuller didn't. Fuller ended up having a paralyzed. He was paralyzed from the next down when he got he got everything back except he couldn't move his right arm, which is in a sling still today. he said that uh, Stevens reached out to him. We talked on four or five occasions. He apologized and told him there was no reason to apologize. Had a tough time accepting the fact that my right arm was paralyzed for life. But I told him not to let him affect his game. I told him to play his game. I thought we had an understanding about that. He didn't. He rushed for only 100 yards in a game twice more in his career. Two years later, the Patriots gave the ball to someone else and told Stevens to block. He went from averaging 250 carries to getting 63 and starting only three games in 91. Four years after being Rookie of the Year and the future of the Patriots, he was gone from New England. He bounced between the Packers and Chiefs for a year before he was done. They said it stole his toughness, stole his desire. He only confided in a few people how he was changed forever. He was always afraid of hitting someone that hard against, said David Pickings, a friend who spoke to Stevens regularly. He told me it bothered him, and it was on his mind every game. He was running not to hurt somebody. He said he couldn't run the same anymore, and next time he said it could be someone else or it could be him. And then he was accused of rape in 94 in KC, just before his career ended when Chiefs cut him, and a year before Sloan was born woman claimed that Stevens took her to his room and forced himself upon her. He left town before the incident was reported to the authorities. He pled guilty to sex. So he ended up having to go back, got five years probation, and had to register as a sex offender. And then a couple years, he got a a woman who was in a wheelchair. He again got accused. And at the time of his crash, they said he was going to definitely serve some time in jail. It's kind of scary, you know, and uh, really didn't have any contact with his daughter. She really met her when she was uh, only a couple of, a year or two before he died. I think she was like 13 at the time. So, you know, it, it was. Uh... Yeah, and when they found his car, his F-250 was just about total. Inside they found, among other items, a few open beer cans, an ice chest, and a tennis ball. Died in two thousand nine. So that was seven years. Yeah, she was no, eight years ago. She was like sixteen. Right? Two thousand seventeen. She's twenty four. Yeah. But her mom really raised her. And she made a beautiful speech. So I you know, I, I just wanted to talk that's I was I read that article, I was like, God damn. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy about, you know. And I I kind of want to know where her mom, you know. I want to see where she swam. Sybil. Sybil Smith. Yeah. So her dad was... uh, yeah, as I said, but the mom. I'm trying to find you As long as I was at yeah, Northwestern State. At BU. She went to BU, all right. Pretty crazy, right? All right. Nice. Yeah, I, that, that, that's pretty cool. Okay, she went to BU. See, it was bothering me. I wanted to know where the hell she went. And this says, Keys had won just two rounds of Grand Slam singles play this season, and Stevens had won none. Not a bad year. I have, Something I read about they talk about Colin Kaepernick. You stand up for something you think is just, but then it affects your career, your earnings. It shouldn't be like that. But the problem is that's the way the world is now. Everything's tied to everything. can't do anything. You can't say how you feel. can't do any of that shit. You have to be so goddamn PC, it makes you, makes you want to throw up. Listen to this. Josh McCown, eighth team he's playing for, and the sixth, which <laughs> sixth, which he's about to lose the game with. I don't think they're going to beat the Bills. I, I I'm dying to watch it, though. I'm I'm dying. Hey, Tanaka last night freaking. <sighs> hey. Romine took his uh, game off. Yankees pitched four wild pitches, one of which allowed the tying one to score. They were up 5-1, and they ended the Blues in 11-5 the, last night. Hey, that's what I said. They got to win two of every three. That's all they got to do, and Tanaka did not pitch well. Now, Didi hit his 21st of career high, but by the end of the night, he hobbled off the field after fouling a ball off his shin. But nice going, Didi, and he started off the season. CeCe had to go back to New York to get an inject- injection on that right knee, which caused him to miss the start last month. Said he may have more injection proof before the season is over. Are they going to re-sign him? Now, this is what I just read a Bleacher Report. First loss for the Patriots when leading, heading to the fourth quarter in the Brady era, 105-0. I, but it said 105 and two, so I'm, you know, I, I keep and, and Steelers and starting defensive end, uh, Stefan Tuitt, agreed to a five-year, sixty million dollar extension. He's had ten and a half st- sacks over the last two years. All right, man, hey, you know, get the money, get the money while you can get it. Sur- Chaz Surratt looked pretty damn good, and then he went out with an injury, so they brought in the guy from LSU. So now they say it may be a QB controversy. It doesn't matter. They're putting points on the board. The defense can't stop anything. I got a trivia question. I'm very psyched. Aaron Judge ties the MLB rookie record with the 106th walk of the season. Nice going, Aaron Judge. Hey, he didn't strike out today. Aaron Donald Hold out and reports a team not expected to play versus Colts tomorrow. But Aaron, they're kind of locked in. He's got two more years on his contract. Lamar Jackson, six touchdowns, ninth game with at least four touchdowns responsible for since 2016, most in FBS. That is freaking awesome. And Tim Tebow, when he was doing the SEC today from SEC Nation, a uh, pregame show at Missouri, they had a sign-up on him, Tim Batts, 226 at single A, and then someone had a sign-up, I met Tim Tebow at Christian Mingle. All right. I thought that was pretty funny. I thought, you know, I was like, that's funny. And now I, I read that. Previously un, un, unreleased police report written in 10 years after the most infamous incident in the Jerry Sandusky child rape scandal revealed more evidence that Joe Paterno knew about his assistant coach's horrific behavior before 2001. <sighs> yes, said, re- this was CNN update and release said when assistant coach Mike McCurry told Paterno he had seen Sandusky with the young boy in the showers at Penn State's football facility, the coach told him it was the second complaint of this nature he had received. You know, if the the news broke, you know, Paterno's family, many loyal to the coach denied over and over that he had any knowledge of Sandusky's decades long practice of sexually abusing young boys. Well, listen, he had to know. He had to know. Are we shocked by this? You know, he's dead till he can't defend himself. So now this comes out now. There were also further unsealed court documents from settlements that revealed instances of assistant coaches sharing concerns about Sandusky. In both the 80s and 90s, the latter was former Rutgers coach Greg Schiano, then a Penn State assistant. And, yeah, Jay Paterno was elected to the Board of Governors in May. Hey, the fans look pretty happy today, man. Chase Hedley, two RBIs today. Severino, one or Earned run over seven innings. Hard luck. Robertson got the win, seven and two. Chapman seventh and he's save. As I said, Indy in seven straight wins. Sloane Stevens ranked nine hundred fifty seventh last month. She's going to be top twenty now. Unseated. Good for her. And uh, Lamar Jackson, second player in FBS history with three hundred yards passing, hundred yards rushing in consecutive games. Guy's a beast. Guy is a beast. And Dante Pettis for Washington passes to Sean Jackson with Pac-12 record 7th punt return TD. Yeah, that was an ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. The Eastern Michigan Eagles first win against a Big Ten conference won 39 overall games, I'm sorry, and the first win against a Power 5 school in 59 overall games only other major win was a 30-27 win over San Jose State in the California Bowl in 1987. Yeah, that's it's a long time. Yeah, this is going to be a long 11 straight loss for Rutgers. And they played really well against Washington last week, which I don't get. And they just dropped a turd, man. A turd. Yeah. We're going to stay at home next week. It's going to be a long fucking season. Long, 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 long season. And Jose Abreu completes MLB's seventh cycle this season with a triple in eighth inning versus the Giants tonight. Seven cycles. Who knew? And Mets won. Rafael Montero, man, five and nine. Pitch. Keep on pitching well, man. And I love this. Jonathan Joseph on the Texans. This season, he's donating a 5K for every interception, 1,000 for every pass deflection, 250 for every tackle, He's saying, join me. 100% goes directly to Harvey Recovery. I thought that was awesome. Clemson racked up 11 sacks and a 14-6 win over number number 13 Auburn. And quarterback Kelly Bryant had two rushing TDs. I didn't get to see into that game, really. I watched USC. Baker Mayfield, 386, three touchdowns. Big, good game. Good fucking game. Man, that was a big win for Oklahoma. And uh, Stoops was in the um, luxury box. Got some good-looking daughters. Some very... Yeah, I wasn't too crazy about him dropping that shit. All right. Now, I need to go to bed. I just realized it is late. It is late, late, late for JD Talking Sports. I wanted to get it in. Let me see. Let me see. Technical difficulties, as usual. The ad freaking... I got to put this song on my phone. All right. Most minutes, per, last night's show, most minutes per game average in NBA history. This is over a season. Who averaged the most minutes per game in NBA history for a season? Will average 48.5 points per game in 61-62. It's only a 48-minute game, folks. That means he played a lot of OT games that year. Okay. Tonight's 3 really question. Most personal fouls in a season in NBA history. Most personal fouls in a season in NBA history. All right? Now. Jets tomorrow. Josh McCown. We'll see what he can do. That is right, the quarterback. Josh McCown. Eli, tomorrow night. Very excited. Stone Stevens, congrats. Rafa, you should join him tomorrow. I taped a fight tonight. I'm going to watch that Chocolito versus... Get the guy he was fighting. IMD. Folks, Yankees won. Mets won. Rutgers lost. North Carolina lost. They all can't be winners, but they can try. Have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Baker Mayfield, next time, just enjoy a celebration. Don't need to be putting a freaking flag down on the horseshoe. It's just not classy. You're better than that.